Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is April 19th, 2018, and this is the ride. Hey everybody, it's that time again. Hop on in, we're gonna go for a little ride. See what the word has for us today. I made it out the door the normal time, but because there is not a cloud in the sky and the sun is rising earlier and earlier every day, I've got a solid face full of sun right now. And it's warm, which is good because it's 32 degrees outside, but I can feel the warmth of that sun. I had this happen the other day too, where it was actually sleeting in waves, kind of. And in between the waves of sleeting, it would kind of settle down, but the sun was out. And it was around 32 degrees, but when you didn't have all of the, the painful little stings from the sleet, when that pain went away, if you just stood there, the air was warm. It felt, it was really weird, because the, the, the temperature was probably 32, but you felt the sun on you, and you didn't feel all that stinging cold sleet. It's kind of a surreal situation. And as I'm driving here now, with this warmth on one side of my face, it's a good feeling. I'm in a warm vehicle, traveling in 32 degree, well, it's spring weather. Well, it's a spring day anyway. But I'm starting to see green again, now that the snow has abated. I'm starting to see green make its move. And this morning as I'm driving, I had this sense that the Lord wanted us to talk about something called repentance. Now I looked up this word this morning, and in the Greek, let me pull it up. Um, in the New Testament, there is a Greek word called metoinoia. Or metoin, met, metoinoia. Something like that. Metoinoia. And it has two meanings. One is you're changing your mind. And then there's a, a part that has to do with regret and remorse. Metoinoia. It's like me turn. Me turn. And there's a scripture here that obviously Jesus preached repentance, didn't he? Me turn. He didn't preach, ask God to forgive you, and then put a period on that sentence. He didn't preach, ask God to help you, and put a period on that sentence. True, he did preach those things, but that is what's called a half-truth. I'm on this half-truth thing. He preached repent. In other words, he said, ask the Lord to forgive you, and then walk correctly. Implication being he would help you do that. He told the prostitute, who was spared, that she should sin no more. And I've always thought about that one, because is it fair for God, because Jesus was God, is it fair for God to have said that to her? I'm asking because it seems to me like if he commanded her, that's a command. I mean, that's, a, that's not, not just a statement. He said, sin no more. That means she could sin no more. Maybe we ought to think about what it would mean if we were to sin no more. If we were to do what God had asked that woman to do. 
if we could do that? What does that mean? Sinning no more. Now, I know the first inclination I just thought of is, I'm going to have to try really hard because the minute I think about the wrong thing, I would be sinning. And so I have got to make sure my brain is totally on the straight and narrow and I can't barely breathe to make sure that I am pure in thought. My biggest problem is right between these two ears. And it's true, it's very difficult. I would say it's impossible, except for the fact that God said, sin no more. And it's those scriptures that always challenge me. I mean, the one about Jesus, uh, where was it? I just had it here. Jesus in Matthew 4, 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent. Turn away from your wicked ways and live in a pure way. Now, Jesus is preaching this and he knows it's only possible if you're part of the family of God, if you've got the power of God active in your life. Active, not dormant. Repentance is not just praying, God, help me not make those dumb mistakes again. I think we've maybe made a mistake if that's what we think. That's not repentance. It almost implies, Lord, help me to better figure out the next time I'm about to lose my mind making mistakes again, kind of remind me to stay on the straight and narrow. In other words, you're asking God to give you the power in your own humanness to, to keep your mind pure. It's the wrong tactic. Repentance is regretting that sliding backwards of that Christian walk when we start believing the half-truths about us. When we start believing that, well, maybe God really can't say to us, go and sin no more. Maybe that's a great story, but it just doesn't work. Because if my life history will say anything, there is no way I can sin no more. You know, if you've been following the Ride podcast for any length of time, you'd know that lately, in the last couple weeks, I've been very consistent, fairly consistent one a day or maybe one every other day but I've had periods of time where I've gone even a month without a podcast especially in the last year just because my work situation was different and whatever but lately I think the Lord has been encouraging me to do this more and more because I need to get a better handle on what repentance really is because I believe that we've as a church in this day and age, I think we've watered that down. Now, please don't get me wrong, because when I when people talk about repentance and stuff, it can really seem like a very harsh, legalistic thing. But it's, it's exactly the opposite. Because if you start getting that way about it, you know, you must do this and you must do that. See, see what I'm saying? It's all about the you. Now, true repentance does start with you. Remember, me turn. But it's resting on God's strength to walk from that point on rather than our own to try to fight off our old man nature who is prone to sin. But repentance, true repentance, understands where we're at. It has all the information. 
the godly information about where we stand and where we are in Christ. And the fact is, because of what Jesus did, we stand fully righteous, justified. People like to say, you're justified just if I had never sinned. But we do sin, and I resent and regret that sin. But now I live in a different place. I live on the other side of my old man nature. And now, day by day, the renewing of my mind is taking place. And I think that's what's going on here. Is as of late, I'm reminding myself, and I'm listening to these podcasts over and over. You think that you listen to these? I've been listening to them more, almost I can assure you. Because the Lord is speaking through me to me. And you get to hear it too. And I'm kind of a hard nut to crack. I've got to hear it a lot. I've got to hear the Word of God a lot. That might be why God is doing this. I enjoy the podcast. I enjoy every minute of it. It's because it truly is the Lord speaking. I don't have to think too much about it. And it's, it's freeing, really. But I need to hear this stuff. And every once in a while I'll think, man, it just seems like the theme is the same all the time. And well, you know what? The theme is the same. Every day I'm just looking at it from a slightly different perspective, but the theme is the same. Our need for a Savior, the fact that we've been given this gift, and how can we walk knowing that we've been set free from sin eternally? I mean, you can boil it down in 50 different ways, but ultimately, we don't, isn't that what we need to be reminded of all the time? Every once in a while, the enemy wants to remind me that, well, I'm not making a huge difference, but I know that I am. And what's great, doing doing the podcast, I feel like I am doing what the Lord wants me to do. Me. And, and I'm praying that you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. But the more and the more I do this, the more and more I'm convinced I'm supposed to do it. And the more and more, when the enemy's voice wants to get in there and try to convince me that I'm, you know, making no difference or whatever, whatever, the more I realize how small a voice that really is. But if I'm only listening to the voice of my enemy, I can be overwhelmed. But if I am leaning in on the voice of the Lord, that's the one I hear more. And that's the one that will remind me every day that true repentance is not only a humbling thing, but it's the most powerful thing you could ever do. Why? Because only when you give up your rights and give up your life, like we talked about the other day, to follow him, when you fully do that, that's when his power, his strength, the strength that created planets and galaxies, that's when that power is full in your life and can fully direct you Do you realize where you can go when you lay down your life and take up God's life in yours? Well, there ain't no place you can't go. Seriously, there is no place you can't go. You are an unstoppable force when you have an unstoppable God fueling your days. There is not an enemy, mortal or spiritual, that can take you out. Nothing. Nothing is greater than the power of God. 
and it can be active in your life. But you got to lay down your own life. You have to repent and stop leaning on our own understanding. Stop trying to figure out and game God and game this walk. That's a losing battle. You'll keep coming back to the same old watering holes, and it's not the living water. It's just the dirty, stinky, dead water. You've got to turn away from that water. That water is not going to give you life. It might sustain you, but it's not a good level of life. God has living water. It never runs out. Lay down your own life. Turn around and walk and follow after Him and seek the good water of the Word. See, I'm starting to believe what I'm saying here. think it's working. I'm really grateful. Now, I don't want you to get all feeling guilty, but I'm really grateful that the Lord has freed me from network TV. I don't, I don't know if I would say He really freed me from it because I never really felt like I was in the grip of it. But I decided I wasn't going to need to have to have that. And funny thing happened is I started to understand that there's more information out there than what the writers in Hollywood are putting out. There's more information. And just like I can avoid watching some of the shows, I mean, even the whatever is considered cool and hip nowadays, I mean, there's a million different, well, not a million, but, you know, there's 10,000 different shows out there, it seems like. I'm going to try to keep up with all that. i got a life to live. I've got a life to lead, and I've got a life to share. I don't got time for that anymore. I never had time for it, but now I'm making time for other things. And it made it easy to turn away from that. You know, here's, here's the key. It makes it easy to turn away from that thing if you're not engorging upon that thing and becoming dependent on it and reliant upon it. So the Bible reminds us that if we spend time with the Lord, that will become that which we desire. I'm kind of making my claim that for me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord, and I'm going to seek Him first, and that will cause my hunger and thirst for His ways to be stronger than the hunger and thirst for the other ways. So I guess true repentance is when we choose to reject what could ensnare us, and by faith reach out to the thing that can give us life. And the more we do that, the more we recognize that we're, one, getting life, getting clarity, getting liberty. The voice of the enemy is diminished. The voice of the master gets stronger. We can hear him better. We can follow him all the more. And it's a perpetual cycle into our future. You know, as young Christians, I've always said that, you know, we we have to remember that life is going to have challenges. And I think even as we mature, the challenges might get more difficult. They might. But don't you realize, I mean, you look at the life of Paul. He had a lot of challenges. And I'm sure he had some difficult days. But when the enemy would speak to him and say, you know what, you just need to throw in the towel. I mean, look what you've been doing. You're going to go to jail. Or, or you're in jail. What are you going to do now? Well, he's going to introduce the world to Christianity. That's what he's going to do. But the voice of the enemy could have been strong in his life, except for one thing. The, the voice of God was stronger. And yeah, he had some difficulties. 
and he made it through those difficulties. I'd like to believe that with the power of God in your life, you can have the most difficult difficulties and blow through them. Other people would be like, I don't know how you did it. You might honestly say, well, I don't know how I did it either, but I know that I was trusting in God through it. God helped me through it. You'd think that I would have, you know, been completely wiped out or whatever, but the something was there. Maybe maybe you call it the power of God was there. Something got me through this crazy challenge. So I'm going to believe for you and for me that whatever these challenges are, repentance is the key. We've got to eliminate the mindset that says, well, we're going to live the way we want to and ask God for help so we can just make it through each day. It doesn't work that way very well. It's not sustainable. I will turn away from my wicked ways. I will regret those, those ways, but then I will embrace what God has already done for me so I don't have to live in the past, of the past regret, but I fully want to not want and not desire the wicked ways. I want to desire the good ways, the ways that will bring me new life. As I'm on this stage of my trip this morning, I'm looking face first into the sun and it is very warm and it's totally changing my vibe in this car. When I'm headed toward the sun, I am warmed in a different way. I, I somehow have new life and I can see things better. I want to see things better. I want to live life better. Thank you, Lord, for helping us see that we can look at life a different way, in a victorious way, because you've made it possible. We do not need to keep listening to the voice of our enemy, but we can rest in the victory that you've purchased for us. Today, Lord, I'll turn my ways toward you. I'm not going to focus on what I'm turning away from so much. I'm simply going to turn toward you. I'm going to focus on you and what you say about me. And right now, I declare by faith, I thank you that you have brought me out of a pit of certain death and destruction. And I can turn away from that, that stagnant water, Lord, that I've always thought would sustain me. And I just put my hands out and reach into the living water. I know that you will sustain. Amen. Okay, my friends, you stay in the word, you live in peace, you pray for those who persecute you, and keep your eyes firmly in the direction of the one source of life that you will ever need, the one source of life who knew your name before you knew your name. Reach out to the King, he will set you in high places, and I will see you on the flip.